0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I had a bit of trouble there in the shop. I was, I went in, right? I just, just filled up the car with 20 euro diesel. And I walked into the shop, and it was this shop that I'd never been to before, because now that you can travel between counties, I wanted to go somewhere else. So I went to Galway. In the, in the countryside of Galway and I won't say where it was there's this big massive fucking centra, huge it's got like six lanes and so I I, pay, I got me diesel into the car right and I walked into this centra, and I, straight away I was lost it was that big the roofs were big and high didn't know where to look so the plan was to pay for the diesel maybe get myself a bit of chocolate and I decided I'd get myself Two cans, just two cans, and that was going to be a Two cans of Desperados, that would be it. So I said, first off, when I walked into Centra, I said, I'll get the cans first. So I walked over to the off-license, where you get the drink in Centra. But nowadays, I think it's because they don't want children going in there. They have these sliding doors or swinging doors, so that you have to make an effort to get your drink nowadays. Whereas well, before, you could just get confused and end up on the drink aisle. So now they've changed the regulations and all the other shit that goes with it. So I thought, when I walked up to the door, the door didn't open for me. So I thought the door was like electronic. Sliding doors jab. So I was standing there, and then I said to your man, is this working? And he goes, yeah, yeah, you just walk. And I, in that moment, I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. This hat's going to think I'm an absolute idiot. I was standing at swinging doors for about a minute. And people were walking past me, looking at me. And I thought they were looking at me because they were like, this fucking sliding doors thing is so slow. But really, they were looking at me because I was standing at swinging doors. You know those doors you have in cowboy movies when he walks into a pub and the doors swing? That's the kind of doors they were, but I thought they were fucking sliding doors. So then I said to your man, I said, oh, I thought I just thought they were sliding doors. And he just looked at me and he just walked off. He was like the general manager. You know those lads you see in shops and they've got their shirt on and they've got like a pair of slacks on and they have no time for talking but they're always fixing the drinks and the chocolates because the chocolates are never in the right spot and neither are the drinks. These lads are moving things around in shops. They have a, in fairness to them, they have a very strong presence. So anyways, he was looking at me. I went in to get me two cans of Desperados and he was, I could feel his eyes on me I could feel him looking at me going, this lad's an idiot. Why was he standing at fucking swinging doors? Why was he standing at swinging doors? So anyways, I got I got me two cans and I went outside then and I, I picked up a bag of nuts and went up to the till. And I walked up and I said, oh, can I also pay for the diesel? And the lady there behind the counter goes, no, you'd actually have to pay for the diesel at the other till. And I was like, well, where's the other till? Because this place is huge. I'm lost. I don't know where I am. So I didn't say that part, but I was lost and confused at this point. So she pointed across like five or six aisles of food. She goes, it's over that way. You go down there on the left. I thought, I'm never going to find that place. But anyways, I took my nuts. and I turned back and I took my cans of desperados with me. and I was walking up and down aisles. I got confused. I got lost. And then I could see the staff member looking at me. Thinking, what's this fucking idiot at now? How come, what's he you know, go up and down the aisles? And I have this thing where when I'm in a shop, I get the feeling people think I'm stealing something. I don't know why. You know when you have a like a, a bunch of keys in your hand and uh, you're in the shop and you're just looking at the keys and then you put them back in your pocket. I always w- worry that the bouncer has just seen that. It's just the last part. And he's thinking, what's that lad putting in his pocket? Anyways, to cut a long story short, I got up to the till eventually and I... And I said to the person that was working behind the counter, I said, is there a deli here? And she goes, yeah, it's over there. As if to say I should have known that. And I was thinking, I don't shop here. This is not my local centre. What's what's with the beef? You know, there was a weird energy about this place where they were sort of like giving me sort of this passive aggressive nature. I don't know where anything is in the shop. I have to relearn everything now. And you're looking at me going, yeah, it's over there as if I should know where the deli is. So I said, sorry, whereabouts? And she, put, she goes, it's in the middle. And I was like, the middle of what? There's these, like five or six aisles, as I said. There's different sections to this shop. It's a big, big shop. So I didn't know where Anthony was. But anyways, eventually, I got up to the deli anyways and I, I ordered a sandwich for myself. Came back down to the counter. And all the while, I could feel the other man, his eyes on me the whole time because he was already thinking, why did your man stand there at swinging doors when, you know, he should have just walked through. He's clearly some, I don't know what's up with him. And then she's looking at me because I am after asking her where the deli was. So there was just, there was this energy about the place that I did not like at all. So I got up to the counter and she goes, did you get diesel or petrol? And I said, I got got diesel, I got diesel. And then I handed her over the nuts and I paid for the diesel. I paid for the sandwich and I paid for the two cans. Got back out in the car and I decided I'd uh, just drive off without waving at them. I wasn't happy at all. Anyway, another story I want to tell you before I um, get down to this week's podcast, which is all about haircuts and hair in general. Some people, the thing about hair is that like some people love it and other people hate it. Some people want hair on their head. Some people want hair gone off their legs or their chest. It's a funny one. And we're having this constant battle with hair, but we're going to get down to that very soon. But I also, I had this nostalgic memory today and that memory was playing Street Fighter against my brother in front of about 10 people from the local town and tell you what happened the story goes that my brother was very good at street fighter the computer game on the commodore 64 or maybe it was the no i think it was a nintendo actually nintendo super nintendo and nintendo 64 he was one of the best in the town if not the county ...at playing Street Fighter... ...because he played it all the time... ...morning, noon and night... ...he would be on the joypad... ...he'd have the buttons worn down... ...into a little nub... ...he was playing so much... ...but I was playing an awful lot too... ...and he'd always beat me... ...and he'd get all the adulation of... ...you know the... ...cousins and friends and my... ...uncles and aunties... ...they'd all be like... ...oh yeah Sean's much better... ...at computer games than me... ...and I was like... ...fuck's sake... ...really is this... ...you're going to judge me already... ...right watch this... ...so then I had a friend... Another friend who had Street Fighter as well. So I used to go over to his house and play it then as well. So I was practising on both sides. I was getting practice in from different places. And till one evening, right, there was this arcade machine in the local town. Now the town was called The Buzz Nightclub. It's closed now. But it was a brilliant nightclub. It had a fireplace inside it. Everyone in there would be drinking and smoking and playing pool. There'd be people out dancing to whatever song was playing. The DJ... He'd play any song you wanted him to play. This place was pretty fucking wild. But in the daytime, in the corner of this pub, slash nightclub, slash shop, slash place to hang out, there was a corner with an arcade machine. Now, on that arcade machine, they had a weird kind of Street Fighter. It was, I think it was called Street Fighter Arcade. So it was a different version, the one you couldn't play at home. And this different version, it was more so suitable for fast games because... The faster the game, the quicker that they could make money. So there was a, a different element to it. There was a lot of speed. And my brother was good. He was really good. But he hadn't planned for how good I had become. And so one evening, we met up in the buzz in the corner. And, you know, everyone was playing against the, the winner The winner stays on is what they used to call it. So if one lad had put in the money, he'd play some other lad. If the other lad won, blah, blah, blah. My brother was winning. He was beating boys from everywhere in the county. Everywhere. There was lads coming in on buses going, I can't beat this lad. Those lads on motorbikes. those fellas on trains. The place was wedged. Well, no, it wasn't. It wasn't at that level. There was about five people there. And me and my brother, we get down to it. We got down to the final level. And it was me versus him. And I remember he bet me. You had to win two rounds. And he picked a fella. I don't know. I think he picked Saget. It was this big Bulgarian looking fella. And he had a huge muscular body. His name was Sagat. Now my favourite in the whole game was Ihanda, Chung Lee, Ryu, Ken. And that was it. They were my favourite. But this time I picked Ryu because I've been practising this move, Ryu. Now it wasn't a skillful move. It wasn't the Hadouken. It wasn't the Takasaka Mariaku. It wasn't anything like that. This was just a simple karate kick. He'd be lying down on the floor and he'd just keep kicking. There was no way to defend it. So I played my brother anyways. To cut a long story short. I played him and I bet him. And he was so pissed off. Because everyone was there watching us. And he was so... He was like, you fucking frick. And he was so mad at me. I've never seen him that mad at me. He started pinching me. So badly that I got bruises all over my arm. From the pinches. And he was jealous. Because that was the day that I proved to him. That I'm well able for him. And from that day on. For about 15 years. We became competitive in the best way possible. Whether it came down to running, playing computer games, um, shaking hands with people, talking to whatever, talking to people, drawing pictures, uh, going for runs, kicking a football, dancing, making dinner, cups of tea, biscuits. No matter what it was, we were so competitive. We always wanted to be better than the other, and that pushed us. We were like Messi and Ronaldo of our house. Which doesn't say a whole lot because we were the only two brothers that were in it. Just want to say thank you so much for supporting me on Patreon. really does mean a lot. Thank you for helping me to continue with the shite talk on the podcast. And I really, really do appreciate it. So thank you so much. And to go to make jam for the support. Your lovely, delicious jam continue to rock my world. Deli fresh taste from your own freezer. Very tasty. So now, folks, we're going to be talking a bit about hair and... Haircut stuff like that because I heard in the news during the week that somebody had paid 200 euro to get an illegal haircut during lockdown 200 quid there was lads going round in cars pulling into people's driveways going, do you want a fucking haircut, do you? and they were like, you sh- is this on the books? no, it's not on the books, I'll do you a good price and he came into the house with the scissors and he came in with a bucket and he came in with a shaving cream and he started cutting people's hair illegally I'm not having it. It's not good. So thank God they're opening up again. We can go back to professional hair cutters. And I do genuinely miss my hairdresser. I won't give his name away. But there's a fella in town. And he's the nicest fella to cut your hair. He's a lovely fella. He whispers into your ear when he's cutting your hair. Do you like that haircut? That's what he keeps saying. And it's I like it that way. Because when you're getting your hair cut, it, it's relaxing. You know, It's like he gives you a massage. Sometimes he rubs oil into the back of your neck. And he keeps whispering to you. What well, did you watch the game the weekend? I think he's a nice fella, and I like going into him. And I'm going to continue going into him. And I do miss him. Big shout out. He knows who he is. I won't give his name away. But I wanted to talk as well a small bit about um, my journey to Turkey, Istanbul. I went over to get hair restoration a few years ago, and some people would say, "Oh, I can't believe you went over. I can't believe you'd do that to yourself." And other people say, "You know what? Fair play to you, man. Fucking you know, yeah. If you want to do that, do it." So everyone's got different opinions of the situation at hand. But anyways, the reason why I went was because I was losing hair at around 14. Now, I was in school trying to get the hair to sit upright on the top of my head just so it looked look like, you know, sound enough on the old head. A lot of people around the age of 14 normally have good hair, so it's normally something you're not thinking about. But at the time I was thinking about, I was like, I'm losing my hair you know, you'd be, you'd be looking at your father kind of going, you bald bastard, going, giving me those bad genes. But then you find out it's that it's the, actually the, uh, the mother's side. So apparently it's the mother's father that gives you the bad genes when it comes to losing the hair. So I started cursing out me uh, grandfather from my mother's side. I was like, yeah, fucking bald bastard, giving me this bloody shite genes, you know, losing hair. Like, um, the thing is, here's a funny thing, right? Because sometimes you want to cut it. For example, I found hairs in my ear the other day. I was like, started growing out the fucking side of my ear. I was like, this is terrible. I'm going to have to start shaving my ears now or plucking my ears or something like that. I started pulling them out and they were really sore. But once you start, there's no stopping. But then there's places in people's bodies where they don't even want any hair and they want to get rid of it all the time or they want to, sorry, keep it, I should say. So hair is a funny thing. You know, it's a funny one to judge. It can be very helpful. Like I have this goatee, right? Now people say to me, Jesus you've got some goatee on you and they think it's a fashion choice that I have this goatee I'm not I I didn't grow this goatee to be fashionable I grew this goatee because I've got no chin and I've only realised this when when I shave completely if I shave off my whole goatee my face looks so stupid I look like a butternut squash that's the God's honest truth so this goatee is coming to the grave with me we're dying together And then the side part of of my beard is fucked. Useless. There's nothing on the sides. It's just a small bit of wavy stuff. Crap. You know when you see trees in autumn and they're all like empty looking and there's no leaves. That's like the side of my beard. It's just gone completely. And as I said, the ear hair, that's my latest worry. I've started plucking my ear hair. So I'm not happy about that because that's something I've got to now continually think about all the time. So just a word of warning. When you're plucking hairs from somewhere, just be just be wary that that's going to be a job you're going to have to do for life. Now, I will say this once, right? And I'm sorry not to be rude. I don't mean to be rude when I say this because I just want to be honest. I just want to be truthful. I shaved my balls once. Never again. Looked like the Mitchell brothers down there. There was a repercussions from my choices and that was, um, I got a rash on my balls. You know, and I want to put that out there. There's nothing wrong with saying that. You know, that's just me being vulnerable. I got a rash on my balls and my gooch. Okay. Anyways, let's move on. I wanted to talk about something that happened. Well, something that I read in the news in Texas. And that was, let me see where this is. Um, black market haircuts have been on the rise. Lads going around town shopping people's hair. People are paying 200 euros, I said, for haircuts, which I think is ridiculous. You know, that should pay. I mean, fair enough. The hairdressers, you know, they've been closed. Yeah, I understand completely. But at the same time, you don't want to be paying crazy prices for a haircut. I remember before, like, there was a lad in town. who He'd give you €2 if if you'd let him cut your hair. So there, like, he'd be terrible haircuts now. They'd be really bad. But to pay someone €200, unless, of course, it's a stylish haircut, or you're putting colour into your hair, or maybe the the hairdresser's, like, massaging your head for a while, €200 is fair enough. Then again, I don't know what it works out as. But anyways... A hairstylist in Texas spent seven days in prison because they wouldn't close their salon during lockdown. What do you make of that? You know it's been a tough one for people that own businesses because they have a lot of overheads and they've got a lot of wages to pay and all the other stuff and maybe like they've got rents to pay in the building and they've bought equipment that they need to pay off so the government didn't really give them a solid way of how to control all those things and how to cover costs and everything but then again nobody knew COVID was coming anyway so well some people might say that they, they might have known but anyways we will not go down that path um i do miss the small talk though when it comes to the hairdressers i really genuinely do i used to love talking to my hairdresser going um you know it would always be the same conversation he'd start cutting my hair slowly he'd go how are you i'm looking like, not too bad yeah yourself good 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 yeah yeah many Many around today, this is pre-COVID, so people, I was like, oh yeah, the town's packed, busy. up uptown now, doing my shopping. And he goes, are you watching the game tonight? And I knew him so well that I knew that he was a Man United supporter. He knew that I was a Man United supporter. So we'd, you know, we'd start in each other's ear, talking about Man United, talking about how good they are. But then it'd get to a point where he'd be too engrossed in the Man United chat that he'd start neglecting the haircut. So I'd have to cut the conversation completely. He'd be like saying, yeah, Canton is a fucking brilliant man, and not he? Fucking Ryan Giggs, man. See how fast he... I would just cut the hair and stop on about United, please. I've been here for fucking two hours. Can you hurry up? And his trick was, and I'd, well, I don't think it was a trick, but it was a, it was a very smart move. He wouldn't charge you 10 euro for a haircut. He'd charge you 9 euro. And he'd known well that you'd give him a 10 euro note. And when he goes to give you the 1 euro back, he'd look you dead in the eyes and go there's your euro back and you know well that you'd have to give it to him because there's the guilt there because he's after giving you a lovely haircut of course you're going to give him the money back because if you don't give him the money back next time he cuts your hair he's holding a scissors around your neck you got to be so careful so that was a smart move but paying 200 euro for a haircut is just too much My movie recommendation for the week is called Another Round, a Danish movie from the year 2020 and it's starring a fella called Finn Skarderud. I'm sure you know him. He's, I think he was in, he might have been one of the lads that was in Game of Thrones. But anyways, it's a movie about a fella, a philosopher in Denmark that believes that we're born with the blood alcohol content of 0.05 below. So he thinks that you should always have a drink to get you in the mood for life to be more creative, to be more entertaining, to have more energy. he what, Basically what I'm trying to say is that he thinks that everybody is probably like a glass of wine or one or two beers below the alcohol content in the blood level to really, truly enjoy life. Otherwise, we're too tense. That's what he believes anyways. But I don't know if that's the whole theory, but that's what the movie is based around anyways. So to cut a long story short anyways, it's about... I would say, five teachers who are all in school. And one lad is teaching the students their final exams in school. And he's saying, listen, you know, you better do well in your exams. If you don't, you're fucked. And the students are looking at him and going, oh, but come on, this class is so boring. So he do, he's not inspired. Also, he can't get it up. There's no inspiration in his life anymore. So there's a bit of trouble. So his friend comes in and he said, there's this Danish philosopher who says, if you have a few drinks every day, Keep yourself topped up the whole time. Just a small drink here and there. I'm not saying go, go hell for leather. I'm saying have one drink, we'll say at 2 p.m., and then another one then five. Just a beer, half a beer, then another one at eight. And he, because he believes that you're 0.05 uh, below the alcohol content blood level in your body, or something like that. I don't think it's true, to be honest. I, myself, I don't. I think because it's a slippery slope because you start getting you start thinking you know what this beer is nice I'll have another beer you know what this one is lovely I'll have another one and you will not be able to ride the wave so you've just got to be like you know what no but at the same time you can have one when you want to have one just like you know enjoy yourself don't be too hard on yourself life is crazy at the moment we know the crack with COVID and how wild that is if you want to enjoy a beer just enjoy a beer have a beer for yourself But this movie is based around these lads who have a couple of beers every day and they get carried away and they show the both sides of the relationship with alcohol. And like, for example, right? And I don't know what the Danish are truly like. I don't really know what they're like when it comes to beer and stuff like that. But I know what the French are like. And everyone talks about the French, how they have their wine for lunch. And uh, our relationship in Ireland is very different with alcohol. Like, for example, I was living in Brittany before in a place called Lorient and uh, there was a time where I was there living with the family, and it was a Saturday, and they they were having wine for lunch one o'clock in the day, and uh, they're like, "Would you like uh, some wine?" And I was like, "Oh, are we yeah, we're going out tonight, are we." And they were like, "No, we have a dinner, I have lunch here." I was like, "All oh, right, okay." I was like, "I love a bit so," and I thought. <laughs> Because the thing is in Ireland I don't know if it's the same for everyone Probably it's changed now But for me When I had a beer in Ireland I thought That's the beginning of the party Now the crack starts There's no going back now But in places like France They can have a drink And then stop And then they go do their thing for the day So when I was having this lunch with these people And I had a bit of wine I was like "Oh," And they're like "Oh, you like the wine I was like yeah. Of course I fucking like it man And we had a few more glasses of wine. And then everyone was a bit tipsy. But they were kind of going about their daily business. The one lad he got back into. um, Well he was just driving a a really tiny machine. Like kind of fixing a gate at the back of the house. That wasn't on a road. So he was doing his business. Then there was another lad. And he was kind of building a wall. But he wasn't really building the wall that straight. But anyways he was building the wall. And that was the main thing. And that was the general atmosphere around this town. I'm sure it's not the same everywhere. I'm sure it's different in every town. But the place I was, they were always fond of a day drink. And that always stuck with me because in my mind I was like, if you're drinking, either you're drinking for the night or else you need to stop. Um, But anyways, that's a different story completely. Let me know what you think about that because the situation in Ireland now is I don't think people drink as much as they used to. The pub was a big issue when it came to the whole lockdown. People were worried that it won't open up again. They will definitely open up again, but you'd wonder how busy they're going to be when they open up again. I hope they're going to be busy, 'cause they're great crack, you know. But obviously, you know, you gotta be in moderation as to. Let me bring you onto a different topic. Something I had a revelation during the week, and this big revelation was I only realised that my father has been communicating with me through country music, country and western music all this time. What I mean by that is my father. I'm living very close to him right now. I love living beside him. But at the same time, you sort of become his son again, if that makes sense. And so, when he's talking about something, you have to kind of listen to him and respect him because he's your elder and he's got good things to say. And uh, the thing about my father is that he doesn't really say that much. You know, he's quite enough fella like, but he'll say when he has to say something. But he sings songs. He sings like lines from country and western songs that he's heard 60 or 70 years ago and I always thought that they were just passive lines whatever he's just singing a song he wants to sing let him do his thing but then I started listening to the songs recently and I realised he's been communicating with me through the conduit of country and western music he was saying things to me the other day like going your mother don't love me on Tuesdays and it makes sense because Anytime we'd, you know, be around the house, mom and dad, they'd normally be having arguments on Tuesdays. You know, and there was little hints as well, like, um, what was the other one? Stop the world and let me off. Not so long ago, we were in the car together, and he just said, stop the car, let me out. And he hopped out of the car. I just thought, well, there's, you know, there's a crossover here of information. Has anyone ever experienced that sort of thing with their father, where you think they're trying to communicate through country and Western music or indirect way? My father is an indirect way of communicate with me. And I really appreciate it. A big shout out to the man himself. And a uh, big shout out to all the fathers out there. And the mothers. And the sisters and the brothers. And the aunties and the uncles. And the nieces and the nephews. And the grandmothers and the grandfathers. And everyone out there. Everyone. Everybody. All the animals too. Every single one of them. And all the insects. And all the spiders. Even though I'll finish on this. Spiders with wings. I don't like them. I do not like them. They're disgusting. The other day. I pulled into this place. It was a car park in the middle of nowhere. But it was close to a beach. And this insect jumped onto the window. It was disgusting. It had like six legs on each side. It had weird stupid eyes. These dirty fucking wings. And then three... I don't know what it was, like antlers or something at the bottom. I thought it was disgusting. Really, really disgusting looking. And it got me thinking about insects in general. And Take, for example, and you'll see a lot of them nowadays, the butterfly. What's the story with the butterfly? It comes from this caterpillar, which is disgusting. It's like a a hairy worm. What's that all about? And then it becomes a butterfly. Takes all the credit away from the moth, who is the true workaholic. And the moth, as we know pollinates at night time not like the butterfly taking all the glory so that's all i would say look out for the moth this summer forget about the butterfly and uh thanks so much for listening to this podcast really do appreciate it i hope you're all doing well out there and um and thanks so much once again for supporting me on the patreon and the podcast Never listen to it and i really do appreciate it so i just want to say thank you so much hope you have a lovely weekend and always get in touch with me if you want to talk about anything at all my door is always open and um, besides that have a lovely couple of days and try to enjoy the outside enjoy any bit of sun you can get nowadays because it's it's fucking few and far between now well no it's coming through now so looking forward to the summer but anyways take care of yourselves and uh, hope to chat to you soon take care bye-bye